0: And sometimes when salespeople, they have a, a healthy pipeline, the number one thing they stop doing in many cases is prospecting. And you should never stop prospecting, no matter what. I mean, I have a, I think, you know, you have a thriving business. I have a thriving business. I still don't go a day without prospecting, you know, whether it's social media, texting, email, following up, this and the other, I'm always planting seeds, always because I want my business to grow not only today, but six months from now, 12 months from now, and 18 months from now. So if you're not always planting seeds, then all of a sudden you wake up one day and the phone's not ringing as much, and you're not as credible because you're not as relevant and you're um,
1: you're just not in the mix as much because out of sight, out of mind. This is Outside Sales Talk, the best podcast for outside salespeople. I'm your host, Steve Benson. And we're here to chat with the world's top sales experts, so that you can get their best sales tactics to level up your game. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today I have John Dwoskin with us, and he's going to teach us how to create rewarding sales goals in 2021. Big year for a lot of us, hopefully. Um, So it's been uh, after 2020. Here we're ready. We're ready for the next. uh, The next round. Um. So, John is a just by way of introduction here. John's an author, a public speaker, and a sales coach. He's taught thousands of people to step away from their comfort zone and become better leaders. John's also the host of the Think Business podcast and the Seven Minute Sales, the Seven Minute Sales Minute podcast is that right seven minutes sales minute <laughs> yeah we
0: actually yeah we uh, yeah yeah i know it's kind of a play on i don't even know what yeah
1: <laughs> i like it it's, <laughs> it's memorable that way right? yeah um so uh so tell me uh john what why is now a good time for for sales to have a professional mentor this is something you talk about a lot i'd love yeah. to a take on sales mentorship and and why now is the time to, to take action on that?
0: Yeah. Well, I think mentorship is, is is so critical in everybody's growth. You know, I'm a big believer that we all should have a minimum of three mentors. And especially today when I think salespeople have such an important role, um, you know, they, they really, in my opinion, salespeople, all salespeople, regardless of what you sell, should be thinking like advisors because salespeople are very knowledgeable people. Uh, they have um, typically a lot of courage, right? They're they're getting 99 no's to one yes, yeah, you know, right? give or take, depending on what career you're in. And it takes a lot of energy to pick it yourself up and do what you need to do. And so the way you can grow your business, make more money, grow your pipeline, have more fun is in the nuances and learning your craft. And the fastest way to learn your craft is to have a mentor that can help help um, guide you with better habits, a certain word, re-emphasizing a sentence, re re reorganizing a sentence, helping you take something from 10 words to seven words, how to be an effective communicator, and all of those nuanced things you can actually quantify and see in the growth of your um, prospects, turning into clients, and overall conversions.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, it's a funny thing about sales. There's, there, there's so much in it, you know, there's yeah. so many characteristics, so many skills, so many attributes to be honed so much in the craft. And, you know, I, um, uh, I actually, the, the only, my, my, my best analogy, I just was having a conversation with a new, a new sales intern, um, on my team earlier today. um trying to give him a little coaching session, you know, and, uh, and i was like you know sales is like be sales skills are like relationship skills you know, you, you can never be perfect at a relationship yeah. you can always get better you can always improve yourself you can always improve you know a dozen things and um uh, and and uh and so that's kind of that's kind of how i how i feel you can always be developing yourself and and there's always so many skills what 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 about the number 3? Why why do you feel people need a minimum of 3 mentors? That that jumped out to me.
0: Yeah, well, I just think, you know, I think you need different perspectives. I think at the end of the day, you need to hone in your skill set of being able to make a decision. And so mentors are really important, but you need different perspectives. And so I think in many areas of your life, um you know i have a, a fitness mentor i have a nutritionist mentor i have a business mentor i have um i have a mentor that you know that i work with on on writing my books i have a mentor you know i have all of these different mentors and so i think if you look at the different categories of your of your world and your life business and um and personal mentors just help accelerate the progress right they help accelerate the um the pace at which things grow And so if somebody can help me figure something out, even if it's as simple as what to eat or how to eat and can get my think track moving forward and get rid of distractions to make me more balanced and more whole, then I want as many mentors as I possibly can. You know, some come along the way um, and some you have to pay for. Um, You know, my business coach, I pay for. My nutritionist, I pay for my trainer. I pay for it. Right. And then I have a lot of mentors like one that got introduced to me recently. That has been an amazing spiritual mentor. And, you know, I don't pay him. He's never asked for money, but we kind of, you know, I, we reciprocate in giving each other certain things and um, you know, whether it's book ideas or, or seminars or, you know, things of that nature. And so I just think it's good. It's good for the, it's just good for the soul
1: yeah it makes a ton of sense. yeah. well, as we kind of uh, as we kind of enter a new year and a new a new stage in in time, hopefully here, um, and this is being recorded in in uh, late January, um, what advice do you give salespeople when setting goals for themselves and their business yeah. what, what what are your what are your thoughts there?
0: Um, lower the bar and be realistic. Think big but reverse engineer everything to the small. And reverse everything to the small so you can be consistent every single day with the leading activities that you need to do to grow the business. So many salespeople get busy, way too many salespeople get busy doing busy work, and they think because they're busy, they're actually growing their business, but they're doing admin work or stuff that they should be delegating. And and they're not doing the prospecting, the calls, um, the, you know, the, the, the farming of their, of their areas to grow their business. And sometimes when salespeople, they have a, a healthy pipeline, the number one thing they stop doing in many cases is prospecting. And you should never stop prospecting, no matter what. I mean, I, have a, I think you know you have a thriving business. I have a thriving business. I still don't go a day without prospecting. You know whether it's social media, texting, email, following up, this and the other, I'm always planting seeds, always. Because I want my business to grow not only today, but six months from now, 12 months from now, and 18 months from now. So if you're not always planting seeds, then all of a sudden you wake up one day and the phone's not ringing as much. And you're not as credible because you're not as relevant and you're not Um, you're just not in the mix as much because out of sight, out of mind, most people, uh, all human beings have an attention span less than a goldfish, which is six seconds. And so you've got to stay relevant and in front of people and you got to do the things every single day that compound over time to really grow your business calls every day, new calls, warm calls, cold calls, um, you know, meeting with clients and or zooming or uh, microsoft teams whatever video you can because of what's going on with covid um you know you got to ask for the business right most sales don't ask you want to you want to grow your business i just had a um I have a private Facebook group and I was just talking about this. If you want to double your business, double your asks. I was just doing a buy side workshop for a large company. I was telling them I was for salespeople. You want to double your business, double your asks. You want to triple your business, triple your asks. You want to quadruple your business, quadruple your asks, and then rewind and reverse engineer what you need to do to have the courage to ask and ask in ways that don't make you sound like a salesperson, but an advisor.
1: Right uh that that's fantastic advice. And and so when you say reverse engineer everything to the small, you mean focus in on the on the little things that you have to do every day or or what do you what did you what exactly do you mean by that? Sure. Well, I
0: mean, I'm big into quantifying everything um that I want to do. So if I'm t- if I'm saying, okay, I want to make 12,000 calls a year as a salesperson, that's that's 1,000 calls a month. If I then divide it by four weeks, that's 250 calls um, um, a week. Divide that by five, that's 50 calls a day. Well, divide that by five calendar time blocking sections, that's 10 calls of five uh, time blocking um, areas in my calendar. So it's not 50 calls, I'm breaking it down to 10 calls at a time, but five different time blocking sections in my calendar. Because I know statistically as a salesperson for every 10 new calls that I make, I'm gonna actually get one or two people to actually answer the phone. So if I time block 30 minutes to make 10 calls and I do five of those 30 minute time blocks every day, that I can, I can get through the calls relatively quickly. 80% of calls don't get returned. So my goal is to get the call returned and leave a message that gives people the reason to actually call me back. And so I wanna break things down to, to that type of thing. I'm making 10 calls five times a day, not 50 calls a day. And you can take what number that is. Then I break it down even more, right? What is each call worth? If I get a deal, what's the client worth? Well, if I can make X amount of dollars, then every, and it takes X amount of calls to get that deal, then every call is worth how many dollars. And so when you start quantifying things of that nature, which is what I work with my sales people on that I work with, then you start having more purpose and intent to the call.
1: And what, let, let's zoom out to the to the, ma- the the macro. The opposite of reversing everything to the small. What makes a good broader goal? What makes a good annual goal or monthly goal? How do you how do you think about goal setting?
0: Sure, I like looking at three year goals. I think it's hard to look past three years today. Reverse engineer that to two years and hyper focus in a one year goal. So I'm very into very specific and measurable detailed one year plans and then breaking that down to quarters, and then breaking that down into months. And then as we talked about breaking it down into weeks and days and hours. But I, but I believe you need a revenue goal and you need that one anchor goal that really drives activity. So for, for example, it may maybe to make um, half a million dollars or a million dollars or whatever the number is, I need to talk to, right, physically talk to 300 people by October 1st to close out my pipeline and make X amount of dollars. Okay. Well, now I know it's all about contacts or I need to meet with X amount of people, right? You, if you have one anchor goal, you know, kind of who you are, you know, know your business, then you have that one anchor goal and you're measuring year to date, um, you know, week to date, what that goal is, that's going to get you, And then you and then it backs you into the leading activities you need to do to get to that. So if your contacts are it, then it's like, okay, if I have to if I have to actually talk to have have 300 meaningful conversations, right, that means I need to have X amount per week and I need to do X amount. So then I know how many calls I need to make and I know if I'm not converting, how I got to go back to the drawing board and figure out how do I convert more of these people that I'm talking to. Right. Maybe I have to bring in a senior person. Maybe I have to work on my skill set. You know, most salespeople don't study their craft. Most salespeople do not invest in themselves. Most salespeople don't read sales books, don't watch YouTube videos. They don't invest in themselves. And you must. You must.
1: And how do you go about setting the goal right? How do you make it challenging and yet realistic? Like I know when I set a goal for the whole sales team. I try to make it so the numbers are, are you know, the the quotas are set so that 70% of the team will make the goal and 30% of the team will miss the goal. And, you know, if it was 65 or 75, that's fine too. But that's the number 70 I kind of have in my mind is like being really, it's it means the goal was attainable and yet it was challenging if if 70% of the team makes it. What 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 about for as an individual? How do you go about setting those rules of thumb or how do you how do you approach actually setting that that goal? You need to know
0: your people, you need to know what drives them, you need to know their strengths, you need to know what they're capable of and how you can coach each salesperson to their potential. So when I used to, I was in commercial real estate and three four months before the end of every year our business plan was due to corporate and we had to determine what every agent in the office and all the new agents that you hired were going to make the next year so it would be like and i can't remember the exact date exact dates but like august of this year or maybe even sooner i can't even remember i'd have my business plan for the next year of my revenue goals and by agent what, what each of them would make and so you need to be really realistic of not only what you think they can make of where they are but how you can grow them as a coach right so how you can grow them as a manager and 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 that takes a lot of one-on-one time to do and those are really important steps and so if when i'm looking when I've managed salespeople, I'm looking at each person saying, okay, this person's making $200,000 a year, but I can get them to 400,000. And here's my business plan per person on what I'm going to do. So I work with a lot of VP of sales, where we're going through their whole list and saying, okay, how can you grow this person this week? How can you grow this person this month? Here's the things. Here's what you need to talk to them about. Here's how you got to Here's how you could influence them. Here's where you can tap into their driver. Here's where you can get them to, you know, get that one extra deal and have more confidence and increase their conversions. And so I think when you're setting those goals, it's really, really important to um, understand your people to the depth of their capabilities. Cause sometimes people are just, you know, $200,000 people or 150,000. They're not going to grow. And, and so you got to surround them with the free agents and the experienced people that really want to grow and continually grow their business.
1: Yeah, and you have to make them accountable, right? I mean, and, and that's a big part of- 100%. What I hear you talking about, right? Accountability and can- Accountability is you know, key. To, to, uh, tell us about, uh, about the importance of being accountable and how, how, yeah. how can you become more accountable to your results?
0: Sure, well, accountability without authority means nothing. And so salespeople need someone to be held accountable to because many don't have the strength to be accountable to themselves. And so they need that level of accountability. They need that coaching. That's why I I coach a lot of salespeople and a lot of salespeople are really loving my private sales coaching group because it is consistent. It's every Monday at 4.30, it's predictable, they can put it into their schedule. And there's a layer of accountability to the group if they want it right and the private coaching that i do is they have that person that can kind of keep them accountable and on track to do what they need to do but accountability again you need an accountability partner whether you hire a coach or have a a colleague but accountability without it you're not going to push yourself right now i'm doing 75 hard which is an andy frisella kind of workout plan and you got to do all this stuff every day and, I'm, held, I, and I'm, I'm part of this Facebook group of 75hard.com. And I got to walk outside for 45 minutes at the end of my day. And it's cold here in Michigan. And I don't want to, but I don't want to tell the group that I didn't do it. Right. And so in my private Facebook group and uh, my private coaching group, I tell them, Hey guys, I'm on day 10, you know, Hey guys. And as long as I have the health to do it, I'm going to do it because, They're indirectly holding me accountable and I'm holding myself accountable. And so whatever you do, get an accountability partner to hold you accountable to do what you say, because most people really are at 60% capacity. They all have more in them and those that want to dig deep will get an accountability partner and those that don't will show that they are busy, but know that they've got more, but may not want to tap into it. And maybe they're not ready. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, when the student is ready, the teacher arrives, but we all
1: have more in us. And another thing I've heard you talk about is um, that salespeople should be advisors. What, why should salespeople strive to be advisors first and salespeople second? Because advisors listen
0: and consult and guide people to what's right for them. And they ask question, a lot of questions. Salespeople sometimes just think they need to sell. And most salespeople say, I don't want to sound like a salesperson. Well, you only sound like a salesperson when all you are is a salesperson. And if you're an advisor and you're listening and asking great questions and you're working on your craft, then you're an advisor. And when you're giving people, asking questions to understand what is the right fit for them, then you can advise them on what the next step is, not just your agenda, which is, buy this because I'm selling it and I need to make a quota. And so that's the difference. That's the difference. I want to be able to educate my client. I want to be able to advise them on what a good next step is. That, that, that requires me to listen, which I do, and ask pointed questions and, and advise them. And maybe sometimes say, you know what? This isn't a fit. This isn't what you're looking for.
1: Yeah, to be a, a great salesperson, you I really believe you have to be um consultative and and really understand your customers' business, understand their problems and and listening's so important to that. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Um how can sales people become better listeners in 2021? What? How can salespeople? No, I'm, become- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, the irony. <laughs>
0: um, we can stop thinking of the next question they're going to ask while the other person is talking, and they can surrender to the conversation and just be present in it and listen and pause. And before they ask another question, think about it and then ask. You know, you can wait three seconds before you ask another. Before you ask a question, and so you need to again. I I always go back to this, but you you want to be a student of your um, um, of your craft, and so you you want to you know you got to practice it. How do you how do you get better at it? You practice it. You practice it, and you role play a ton. I mean, studies show fifty percent of of salespeople get better at sales when
1: they role play, and most don't. And what's something other than role playing that you experienced um, in sales during 2020 that you're taking into the new year and and implementing and and continuing with? Um, my besides role playing, mm-hmm. um, how do you mean? Like what? What's something new that you kind of came up, came across a new a new concept or a new idea? um in the past year that you um that you're bringing with you as a learning into this next year i um
0: i'm doing a lot of private coaching groups um they i'm learn i'm seeing that people really benefit from the one to many model um and i think it's great because they learn in breakout groups they learn as a collective and i am I'm able to provide weekly, rich content and speakers that are giving them a platform to really um, grow because it is consistent, predictable, and there's some accountability to themselves to to participate and and or just be and learn. but but that is something that I'm doing a lot of moving forward. and I think the world is lending itself to this type of um, 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 uh, training, and it's and it's a different price point than my custom one-on-one coaching, and so it's a it it fits into everybody's budget, which I think is great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and I think the it can be you got to form a habit around learning, right? You have to form a habit around making your craft better. What and, and there's lots of different ways to do that to improve yourself, but you do have to make it something that you're doing regularly. So Correct. I totally see how, you know, having a coaching relationship and it, whether it's one-on-one or one-to-many can, can give you that, help give you that structure yeah. to, to make sure you're, you're always, you know, on a regular basis at the same time, every week you're, you're improving yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what's one message that you share in every sales training that you do? You've done so many of these.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the message is. Be consistent, right? Nothing works unless you execute and you've got to execute consistently. Period. You know, if you if you don't, if you if you're not consistent and your follow up is not good, there's nothing worse than somebody with no consistency and no follow up. I don't know how you're going to be in sales. Yet, I meet a lot of salespeople who are not consistent and have horrible follow-up. So to me, it's like if you can grow a skill, grow your follow-up, make it impeccable, and be consistent in everything that you do. And not for a month or a week, but forever. You pick those three skills that you need to
1: grow your business on a daily basis forever. So let's do uh, the next section, which is sales in 60 seconds. Quick questions, quick answers. Let's do it. So as a sales coach, what are some common mistakes that you see people make when they're setting their sales goals?
0: Um, Well, forget setting your sales goals. A common mistake is that you think because somebody doesn't call you back, you take it personally. And as salespeople, it's our job to call somebody back. It's nobody's job to call us back. And we'll come up with every reason under the sun—not um, we, not—but salespeople will um, why they, you know, shouldn't call somebody sooner than later, and 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 and, and out of sight, out of mind. If somebody doesn't call you back, you call them back. You call, you call them on Monday, they don't call you back. Call them back on Wednesday, they don't call you back. Call them back on Friday. Um, always be calling. Always be calling. Never wait for somebody to call you call them back. It's our job to follow up with, with, um, prospects and clients.
1: And what advice would you give to someone right now? Who's in a sales slump? It's been a, it's been a rough year. You know, we're starting a new year. What, what would you, what advice would you give someone who's been having a rough time, uh, making their numbers right now?
0: Um, wake up and stop feeling sorry for yourself. And stop being a victim tune into your strengths of what made you a great salesperson and either decide that you're going to start executing at a level where you know the fundamentals the calls the the meetings uh the hustle everything you got to do and stop getting in your own way stop feeling sorry for yourself there is money to be made there is business to be had you got to go get it and you got to hustle. If you're tired and you're going to complain, then get out of sales. But there's too much opportunity and nobody wants to hear you complain. Nobody wants to hear you um, cry about it. Either do something about it or find a new career because it's too hard
1: and don't bring everybody else down. Absolutely. And there's so many distractions right now. How, how can salespeople stay focused this year to achieve yeah. their sales goals? Be a student and master of your calendar.
0: I mean, time block like you've never time blocked. I do a lot of time um, management coaching. Time block and stick to it and let your calendar be your guiding light
1: and your business plan. Are there any lessons that you've learned through coaching or mentoring salespeople that that are worth sharing with this group today?
0: Yeah. um, Never give up. And there's always a better way. There's always a more effective way and a more efficient way. And when you're in adjustment period and feeling out of alignment, you got to sit with that, even though it's uncomfortable. And you got to figure out a way that is going to work for you. The world has changed, right? The rhythm of things have changed. The timing of things have changed. And you have to adapt. And those that can adapt are going to do really, really well and pivot. And those that cannot adapt have to learn how to adapt because this decade uh, was considered the decade of a of um, adap- uh, adapting before COVID, and so we've got to learn to adapt, and and we can't keep on looking backwards and saying, well, when 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 this happened or back then there is no more back then. It's only looking forward, and that is it. And I know it may sound direct, but everybody's got to just realize that this is how it is and adapt, and pivot, and target, and deep dig deep into your potential and strength because it's there, and you can do it.
1: As an actionable takeaway, how can the salespeople listening today start building their goals for 2021?
0: Um, build a business plan and uh, for the year if you don't have it. Um, reverse engineer it by quarter, um, by month and get into the habit of a three by five daily business plan, three by five card business plan. What are the three specific measurable activities you need to do, leading activities you need to do every day and make 10 calls by 10 a.m.
1: I like that, 10 calls yeah. by 10 a.m. Yeah.
0: Get your day started off right.
1: Well, I'm gonna to try to summarize um, in a couple minutes here what you've told us today. So, first of all, mentorship is critical in anyone's growth, really, and it's the fastest way to develop and learn the craft of sales. John recommends having at least three mentors to provide different perspectives, and he recommends having different mentors for your career and for your personal life. You want to set goals that are realistic. You want to lead with activities that grow the business, for example, prospecting, and you want to schedule out times in your calendar, so that you can keep up with uh, keep up with your activities and keep up with your with your goals. And and for example, grow your prospecting activities. So if you if you calendar out prospecting for a certain time of day, be he, he really recommends being man, managing your time well and and being religious about your calendar. Um you want to make a revenue goal and you want to pair it with an anchor goal that drives that activity so for example uh, my revenue goal is i want to make a half million dollars in sales this year and the anchor goal then is i need to meet with x number of people to do that accountability is really important for sales people they need sales people need someone to be accountable to um and you want to think about getting an accounting accountability partner that can help you work towards these goals it's uh when you're interacting with your customers you want to be an advisor rather than just being a salesperson so that you can ask the important questions and advise that prospect or customer on what's the right fit for them whether you're whether your product is a good fit or not you want to be honest and and consultative with them. Well, this has been great, John. Where where can listeners read more about your work and where can they reach out to you? How do they learn more about you and what you do?
0: You can go to johndwaskin.com, J-O-N-D as in David, W-O-S-K-I-N.com. My cell phone is 248-535-7796. My website, you can get my, my ebook, How to Think Big. Uh, You can get a copy of my book, The Think Big Movement. Uh, You can sign up for my private coaching group, uh, or you can call me and talk about custom one-on-one. And I'd love to talk to anybody. And uh, my podcast is called Think Business with John Dwoskin. Uh, We've got a ton of episodes on the website and on all uh, podcast platforms.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks, John. This has been a great episode of the Outside Sales Talk. If you work in field sales, you'll love Badger Maps, the number one route planner that helps you sell 20% more and drive 20% less. And you can get a free trial at our website, badgermapping.com. Um, if anyone can think of any sales reps out there that would benefit from learning what John taught us about today, uh, you know, share the love and forward this on to them. Uh, take care until next time, everybody.